Hi, kids. I'm your host, Sartini. Welcome to another episode of Depressed Ravings of an Insomniac. It is currently 8.32 p.m., and I am in Hanoi, Vietnam, inside of a closet recording today's episode. If you can tell by the sound of my voice, I am very tired because today, oh, Jesus, it's been another weird day. Now, let me preface this story. Because it's going to be a story today, kids. And it's going to be a pretty, it's going to, you know, it's, I, I think it's pretty funny. I think you might enjoy it. I don't know. But before the first story, we're going to do a quick recap of uh, the week so far. Because I filmed a lot of shows this week, but I'm not sure which ones I'm going to be keeping. Okay? So all you need to know before you hear this story is that I am an English teacher. Okay? Just before I start teaching in schools, I need a health checkup. So I needed to, on Wednesday, go to a hospital in which no one speaks any English at all and go through a series of tests just to make sure that I'm healthy and don't infect children with any strange diseases from America, right? So I go to this hospital on Wednesday and, you know, I go through all of these tests. You know, I got to get my teeth checked and I got to get a thing up my nose and a thing in my ear. And then I got to, you know, go and uh, do a quick blood test and a urine test to make sure I'm not doing any of the drugs, you know, so typical, typical, typical standard stuff. And then at the last and the final test in this hospital in which no one has any idea what I'm saying. I have no idea what I'm being asked. I just sort of go where I'm, I'm pointed to go, right? So my final test was to go to an eye exam, okay? Now, an eye exam means that I'm going to see an optometrist or a specialist that knows a lot about the eyes, okay? Knows nothing else about any other part of the body, just the eyes. So I walk into this room and then... Weird shit already happens in a blink of an eye. I walk into the room. I have no idea what's going on. I haven't even given the lady who is supposed to see me my charts yet. And she looks at me and goes, mm, you have an STD. Excuse me? A what? I have an STD. How do you even know that? We're just making eye contact. What do you, t- how do you, what? This is the first English sentence I've heard being spoken by a Vietnamese person in weeks. What do you mean? Huh? Who are you? And she goes, yeah, you have sex long time, right? And I'm, I just, you know, I'm there. incredulous. I, yes, I say. Yes, I, I do have sex long time. Yes. And she goes, okay, sit down. So I sit down and then she goes, cover your right eye. So I cover my right eye. And she's like, you know, read some words. So I read some words. And then she goes, okay, cover your left eye. And I cover my left eye and I read some more words. And she says, okay, you're good. Thank you. And then kicks me out of the room. A what? A what? I walk into a room and eye doctor tells me I have an STD. I read some letters and she marks me as okay on the eye check. A what? What you mean, homie? How do you even surmise that a person has an STD by just looking at their face? You don't know me. You're not asking me any questions. Just like, do you have an STD? Like, not like, how are you? How are your kids? Like, I speak English. Don't be alarmed. (laughs) Right? Like, it's just like, oh, you have an STD. Like, how would you know? There's no other information to the story, by the way. Like, that is the only thing that happened. Okay, and I want you to understand how absurd this is, because, again, I haven't heard English in a very long time. So this is taking me by surprise. So now I'm a little worried. Right. It's Sunday. I get all these other tests. They all come back fine, except for this one weird lady that thinks I have an STD, which you can't know. You can't know just by looking at someone's face like 
what? So that happens. I'm a little freaked out. So Thursday, you know, comes by and I'm a little stressed. And then I wake up this morning and I'm like, all right, you know what? Just in case we're going to go get an STD check in Vietnam. <laughs> now, I have no idea what this entails and I'm not going to think about it. OK, I'm not going to like, you know, picture like, oh, they're just going to swab my throat and do like a spit sand. Like, I don't know what they're going to do. So I Google, uh, you know, where the fuck do I find a hospital here that speaks English? And coincidentally, there's one about uh, 30 minutes down the road. And I think, oh, this will be, you know, this will be a piece of cake. I, all I got to do is walk in traffic for 30 minutes. It's fine. It's fine. So I go down to this uh, first hospital and, uh, you know, no one, again, I, I don't know where I am. I don't know what I'm doing. So, you know, I walk in the door, I pull out Google Translate and, you know, I, I have on Google Translate, hey, uh, can I get an STD check here? So I give that to the receptionist and the receptionist just fucking looks at me with this look, like his eyes are like kind of like rolling and he's got this like just ugh. Just, ugh, feeling a bit like oh really just really you know shoulders are slightly like oh my god it just looks at me as like i yes we do those here sir Th thank you very much thank you so much for asking on google translate if we do std tests here and you know i'm like like god damn it dude i didn't know i didn't know you spoke english I had no idea. I've been I've been living in a back alley with rats for a week. I don't know what's going on. I'm so sorry, guy. I didn't know. Okay. So anyway, this this guy speaks like better English than I do. I feel shitty. And you know, we're talking about getting STD tests. He's like, "Why are you like Why are you getting one of these? Like, I don't just like why is this kind of random? It's seven o'clock at night. Uh, everyone else has gone home. Why have you decided now instead of early in the morning? The the sun has set and I was thinking like well you know listen so you know I tell him a story about the eye doctor he's very confused I'm very confused and he's like it'll be like a couple hundred dollars probably is is that is that fine <laughs> like no man it's not fine like I know STD checks are fucking like they're not expensive like they're gonna be like maybe a hundred dollars at the absolute max here I know I know your shit you're not scamming me out of my money buddy thank you but no thank you okay I'm used to this American bullshit we got Planned Parenthood you go in you come out 30 minutes later a refreshed man it's all for free all right I know Vietnam it's not like that I know I got to dish out some money, but not me. Not this time. I'm cheap, all right? So I'm like, ah, you know, let me, I'm sorry, it's too expensive. I'm going to go away. G goodbye. So I, the man is just, he doesn't even know what to say anymore. He's confused. I'm uncomfortable. I leave. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I'll just go back to the hospital from last night. And it's an hour away by foot. Uh, so I figured, you know, what a great way to see the city at night in the darkness. I will walk there. So I do. <laughs> And, um, you know, I, I walk and I walk and I walk and I'm thinking like, oh, are we really doing this? And I'm sure enough, I eventually get to the front door of the building. I'm like, here we go. So uh, I go to this place and I go to the front desk. And this time I know that they definitely don't speak English. So I've got Google Translate coming up. OK, I'm like, hey, do you guys do STD tests? And the girl just the fucking receptionist just looks at me in kind of like she's like kind of frightened by me. 
you know, I'm I'm pretty tall. I'm like six two, and they're like you know four foot ten here. So she just kind of looks at me. She's like frightened. She's like I just I don't know what to do with this person. I've never seen him before. I don't trust him in my facilities. It is now like eight o'clock at night. Like I don't like I don't want to be with this man. You know, that's kind of like the vibe she's given off. And she's like, uh, you know, she speaks like some broken English. Fortunately, she's like, uh, what what kind of test do you want? And I'm like, oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a rough night. So uh, I'm I'm with this girl for like 30 minutes. She's trying to figure out like my birthday and my passport and my, you know, a bunch of other details, right? And, you know, I'm fine giving those away. It's not a problem. Uh, but she's like very confused. She's like, S- I don't understand what STD is. Like, you know, like <laughs> that's what she keeps trying to tell me. She's like taking my passport information. She's like, okay, Michael Sartini. Uh, what is STD? I don't understand. And, I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm just thinking while I'm at this hospital, like, you know, Sartini, that might be a red flag. You know, if a, if a woman at a hospital who has worked here for a while doesn't understand what an STD is. Can we just take that in? That I'm with a woman who does at, who works at a very prestigious hospital who doesn't know what an STD is? Now I get it. It's a different language. But like if I'm writing on Google Translate STD and I'm breaking it down as can I have a check for sexual diseases? Like if I'm telling you that, I feel like you should know or at least be like a custom. Like, yes, we are a hospital. We are we have a very good background. We're very competent here. We know every disease and we're ready to treat them. You know, that that's kind of what I feel like a hospital should have. Like I get it. I'm in a third world country, but at the least you should be open to learning about diseases you haven't heard of or something like that. Right. So I'm, I'm working with this girl and she's like, she's like, I'm, I'm out. Like, I, I can't do this anymore. She calls her friend over and her friend takes the rest of my information and sends me into a back room. And um, for another hour, I'm going through things with, with this woman, right? Like, she's like, uh, so I don't understand what you mean by, by sex test. And I'm like, oh, come on. I know you know what this is here. I know Vietnam. I looked on the internet. You guys have a lot of weird sexual diseases here and jungle viruses. I know that you know what this is. Don't give up on me, okay? So for like, you know, this we're just talking back and forth. I'm on Google Translate on my phone. She's on Google Translate on her phone. We're swapping left and right. And then eventually after... <laughs> Eventually, after a very long time, there's like four nurses in the same fucking room, and we're all in Google Translate. We're passing phones around. They're speaking Vietnamese. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. So, okay. Back and forth. Back and forth. Back and forth. And then eventually, one of them goes, "Oh, he wants sex." Oh, what? No. 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 I didn't say that. I did not say I want sex. No. 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 That's not what happened. And she's like, oh, okay, okay, okay. So they start typing on the computer. I'm like, no, 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 I'm not here asking for sex. I don't know what this, I don't know what you're talking, that's not what I mean. Mistranslation, mistranslation, very bad. And then uh, the girl just types in a bunch of things. She's like, this is what you want, right? And uh, she just brings out like, you know, testing for HIV and AIDS and like a bunch of other stuff. And I'm like, oh, this looks, this looks exactly like what my eye doctor prescribed me yesterday in that room. Let's do it. So, um, 
great. You know, we're making progress. And then they send me to a back room and they make me give blood, which I don't like doing. I do, you know, needles, like I'm used to them by now. But like, this is my third fucking blood test. I've been in Vietnam a month and a half, like a month and a week. And this is the third time I'm giving blood. I've already given blood once on Wednesday. I don't know. And like, why you're taking so much blood from my arm. I'm surprised that I could still feel my arm. I've, I've given six vials of blood in the past two fucking days do you like i don't even know like in america we never give blood for any reason other than like if we're dying like i don't like i haven't got given blood in america for i don't know like 10 years maybe like it's been a while but but in vietnam that's like their their thing they're like okay you know just give me your, like it was like oh are you coughing like let me take let me take a blood test like oh are you do, do you have like a sore throat blood test like that that's apparently the like go to thing here now understandably I'm giving an STD test so I'm I'm very happy to give you my blood so you can analyze my blood but still you know I've I've given I've given a, I've, I've traveled very far for like two hours to get here I've done like an hour and a half of haggling with your your nurses I'm not I'm not feeling the blood thing but you know I give it nonetheless just to make sure that this weird cryptic message that I have got through this eye lady like there's nothing wrong with me i don't think there is at least not to my knowledge but you know you never know so i gave some blood and i gotta go back there at 2 p.m tomorrow but that was that's the bulk of my day today and god let me tell you <laughs> this is a weird series of events you know i show up in vietnam i hook up with some weird people i get a rare strain of influenza which almost kills me i travel to hanoi I can't find my Airbnb. I get mugged. I give blood. I go to give even more blood. Like it's, I don't know how I'm still even alive. Like, great. Well, anyway, we did it, guys. We we got an STD check, and we'll we'll keep you updated, or not. Who really knows? I don't know. I don't know if I want to keep talking about this because I it makes me uncomfortable to think about uh you know influenza that was scary enough but now we're, we're getting even more serious diseases here so where my body is a host of death it, it appears anyway so that 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 was my day um other than that uh guess what guys tomorrow gets even better because i gotta fly to thailand that's right everyone sartini is going to bangkok for two whole days oh my god uh bangkok looks really fun like vietnam to me like it kind of like when i go outside of my apartment and i see like a like a hunky motherfucking rat on the side of the road like you know i'm a little worried and i go back down a back alley when there's like a bunch of people like picking their noses and like coughing into the food which is very normal to do here you know i get a little concerned Thailand, I look at a brochure and I'm like, boom, I'll live there tomorrow. Like, I will move there tomorrow. Let's fucking do it. It looks very beautiful and looks very clean and the people are very friendly, so I've heard. And it's like, hey, this this could be a fun two days. I could finally get a vacation and sleep. But at the same time, I know me. I know me. And I know that once I go to Thailand, probably some other weird shit's going to go down. Like, I'm going to get off the airport. I'm going to get off the plane. Like, the police, they're probably going to detain me for no reason. Or something stupid like that. Like, this week has been terrible. I'm expecting the weekend to be equally strange. But I'm glad you guys are listening, you know. It's my first time really going abroad and traveling everywhere. And uh, my my presupposition to travel was that I was like, you know, I, I don't think traveling is that important. Like, everyone always is like, oh my god, traveling looks so amazing. And I just spent 
if I could travel, like, I would be so much happier than I am right now, and my life would just be amazing and be so cool. And I hate when people do that because it's like, hey, man, you know, I'm in Vietnam now. I don't speak the language, and, like, I can't find food, and I'm starving, and there's strange creatures everywhere, and on the corners they have cockfights and with chickens with blades on their feet, you know, like whatever. But it, like, it's not weird to me. Like, you know, I'm explaining it as str- a strange experience because it, I think it's funny and I'm trying to entertain you, the viewers. But like, really, like, it's it's normal, right? Like, I don't think any, you know, if you're going to a major city anywhere, there, there's not much difference. It's, you know, the people might drive different vehicles, but they're still having the same problems. They've still got families to go home to. They still have restaurants. You know, the food's going to be different as well. But really, at the core, you know, people are just people. They're existing. Thing in, in different mechanisms, but like at the end of the day, we're all the fucking same. Like, we all have the capacity, like, anything that you do, I also have the ability to do. You know, like, uh, human traits, you're going to exhibit some more than not, but you have the ability to have to be able to do the things which you aren't, you know, if, if, if that makes sense. And, you know, that's it. You know, you're just dealing with another type of human with different stories. Same thing as you would when you're walking down the street in Manhattan. There really isn't any difference. Like, you know, Hanoi, I fucking hate this city because it's been treating me like shit. But, um, you know, it's, it's still here. Like, what am I going to do? Like, go home? Like, it's the same fucking shit in New York. Like, you go on a subway, you commute to work for an hour, you get lost. You know, somebody robs you in a back alley. It's all the same shit. You know? And for Thailand, I'm expecting the same thing. But I'm a little concerned. I'm very concerned because I like nightclubs and I like women and I like finding pretty women at nightclubs and having a lot of fun dancing with them. But in Thailand, as my mother had just given me an hour's worth of lecture on, there are apparently a lot of transsexual people in Thailand. Now, I know that going in, but at the same time, we're going out to the clubs anyway. And the question that I want you to keep in mind is, will Sartini accidentally hook up with another tranny? Do, 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 do. Who the fuck knows I'm so scared? I don't know. Are we going to do it? Is it going to happen again? Will I get trapped a second time? Place your bets, ladies and gentlemen. Place your bets. I sure hope not. I sure hope not. But you never know. You never know. That's my concern going in. Now, some of you might be wondering, hey, Sartini, really? Are you really going out to the clubs again? Are you really going out to hook up with girls? What about the girl you're with right now? I thought you wanted to date her for a long time. Great question, humble viewer. I'm glad you're paying attention. I do really enjoy the chick that uh, I've been seeing lately. I think she's a lot of fun. She gives me a call once a day, tells me how much she appreciates my existence, and we really get along. And I like that. And I'd really think that maybe she could be a good candidate for a girlfriend. But there are a couple problems. You know, with me, I take love very seriously, if you haven't, uh, if you didn't know that already. And it's like, uh, hey, I'm really, uh, if I, like, for me, I have this like big problem that I'm trying to kind of avoid, right? So... If I meet a girl and I'm like, you know, she matches all the criteria that I have at the time 
and we really get along and have this special vibe. Like the thing I normally do is like I become so invested into a potential relationship that it's too much at one time and there's an overwhelming amount of endorphins and care and it's it's so much that everything just explodes and goes to shit. I've had that happen time and time again. Like, hey, I'm really good at talking to people on the street and having really great dates and having a lot of fun and really cool adventures with people and like, you know, having the first week can go really well but if I really like you and want to keep seeing you again typically you know I don't really know how to do that like I'm, I'm very good at the initial steps but you know long term maybe I could be a little bit better and I know that so it, it, while I'm here you know I, I'm a completely like trying to, to make a new story reinvent myself and I'm, I'm gonna really try to avoid doing that like going all into a relationship too soon um, you know, I'm a really easygoing kind of person. Like, if I vibe with a girl, congratulations, you're in my social circle. Eat my food, come meet my family, let's have fun, let's go on adventures, let's go fly to fucking Malaysia for a weekend. You know, like, that's the kind of thing I, I like to do when I know a girl and I really are vibing. Or at least that's what I like to do at home. And here, I, I don't really know exactly what I want to do. Like, okay, so if I... Like, I, you know, I can date girls and, like, I can hook up with them and, like, we can have so much fun with that. But, like, how do I do that long term? And what have I done before long term? And what what from that mechanism do I want to keep? And then what do I want to reinvent? And I guess what I really want to reinvent is, like, hey, uh, I don't want to take things slow per se, but I just want to sort of uh, wait things out a little bit. I think I want to match this particular woman with the, the same level of intensity and care that I provide, but I don't want to be so quick as to establish sort of a, a label onto it. Like I want to give this a, a couple of months and, and see where things might go because the vibe is like very strong and very heavy right now. But the thing you have to realize when you, you just meet a woman is that most of the sort of good feeling that might come from the engagement is I, I think two prong one if you meet a very attractive person you're going to trust them more and if you're overwhelmingly attracted to a person like I am with this particular woman because like fuck wow um have my babies um anyway if you're overwhelmingly attracted to someone like typically around them you're going to feel good because you're going to trust them more you're going to trust that your assumptions about this person are valid you might see some negatives about them but you want to rather give in to the good because you're just so excited to just have an attractive person around you all of the time like that's why I particularly like to hang out with women so much rather than men because like women have this like really great thing where they're like very cute and they're very uh, attractive and they just bring that sort of like oh this is some really fun sexual energy that's coming to play at the house today isn't that more exciting than hanging around with a bunch of dudes that are going to argue about metaphysics and philosophy in a really aggressive but kind of autistic way like it's always more fun to be around someone who is attractive as a woman i i typically find and like you know when, when you're with a very attractive woman like you're trying i i think more so than not to keep her around because it's just such a nice change of, of pace so so when you're first with a girl you're, you're looking for this really cool differentiating this kind of calming factor with her own beauty but at the same time it's like you know for me being in a foreign country right now it's like hey there's a person who speaks english and i'm and who seems to like me and i like that other person isn't this great that i have this one rock of stability in this sea of confusion wouldn't it be great if we just put this up on a pedestal and worship it and be around it forever <laughs> like you know and that's something i definitely want to avoid doing it's a very easy thing to do it's a 
you know, it's very simple to get a new life partner and immediately have this rush of emotion. And so you put them higher than all of the possibilities. It's simple to do that because it's giving into what your consciousness wants. It's giving into sort of you trying to make a paradigm that makes sense. Like if you have uh, a woman, she's your partner, and you want to elevate her to this high status just so you can ensure that you give her the validation she's looking for so she stand, stands around longer. Like That's kind of the thought process there by putting someone up on a pedestal. You want to say, you want to show them maximum appreciation, and you want to essentially bow to them and orient your life toward them so they can feel as good as possible so they won't leave you. But you have to understand that this is sort of a, a thought, a fear-based thought. If you do this, it'll be really fun short-term but eventually the person will sort of, whether it's a male or a female, will, will begin to turn against you because you've essentially become too weak. If you put someone up higher than you and they know that, they will distance themselves from you. They, people sort of always want to keep striving for something better, for something higher. If they know you're lower, they'll get resentful and, and quite mad about that and sort of begin to test you in these, these sort of uh, mean uh, or aggressive sorts of ways just to make sure that you're on their caliber. But, of course, you're not if you put them higher, so they'll leave you. And it's it's quite the sort of rigorous dance to take, and it's something I fall into a lot. Like, you know, my brother always yells at me for, for that sort of thing. You know, every time I get with a girl... Oh God, I, I'm trying to make fun of myself on this one. Like my brother is so mad at me every time I date someone. Oh, my God. Because every time I have a new girl in my life and, like, I really like I'm really into her like this doesn't happen often but when it does I'll talk about it for years so like the three times this has happened so far like I'll be like dude oh my god like she was so perfect like everything I've ever wanted on paper I don't understand why it failed and like I'm just so sad about it you know like I don't know what to do and he's like yeah fucking of course it failed you fucking idiot you do this every time where you have this part you think a thing is perfect and you place it and make it out to be something better than it is. But at the same time, she's just a girl. She's probably just, she's young like you. Young people are dumb. We have all these crazy ideas about the world. We have all these theories we're trying to prove. None of them actually exist in reality. We fail all of the time. None of our assumptions are real. We don't know anything. We're poor. We're like we're all living on like the the lowest amount of money possible. We There are a hundred other people doing the same thing who look very similar. Like, these people really aren't that special. They've all got their own set of problems, but if you're only seeing them for their beauty or their like positive things and validation they're giving you, the relationship's not going to go far because you're not realizing the truth of the situation, which is everybody sucks. Like you know, like for me, I have absolute faith in the individual. Like I think that all people can essentially sort themselves out and do better in life, but at the same time there are a lot of negatives to existence itself and people like all people have the capacity to be evil or to be shitty or to like harm other individuals. And typically, you know, we're all flawed. We all sort of dip into the evil side of life. And I think with a partner, it might be necessary if you're overwhelmed with emotion to sort of, Hey, refocus. Does your girlfriend have nice tits? That's great that she has nice tits. Awesome. What else is she doing? What's she doing with her free time? How's she acting towards you? Are her relationships with her parents good? Could they be a little bit better? You got to focus on these other principles. That, that's what I'm trying to do. And so far, again, this girl is like so amazing and so cool. And there aren't too many negative qualities about her thus far. And I really think this could be a solid, this could be a solid new wife uh, for me. And that's awesome that I've uh, found a new girlfriend so soon. 
Um, but it's also, I, I kind of feel like it's another one of those like test from God sort of things because, you know, I, I came over to Vietnam and I was like, Hey, I'm going to go live in an isolated place. I'm going to make internet content. I'm going to go to the gym, get my life together and then bring it back to America. You know, my goal here is spiritual enlightenment or something funny like that. And you know, God right now, existence has thrown me this beautiful one and I vibe with her to the highest possible degree. But the question is now, what do I do now that she's here? Do I pursue her and do I bond with her and do I grow with her and she's here and we go upwards together? Or is this a test in which it's meant to distract me and I'm actually meant to just go and be alone somewhere else? I'm not really sure on the answer here, you know? For me, I'm not really like, you know, when I say God, like I don't really like God, of course, like of course, like there's not like a man in the sky giving mandates and dictating people's actions and fates. Like, no, that's not like, a, it's not what that means. Like, you know, I'm more of a Taoist in the sense like, oh, there's a lot of things that don't make sense in the world and the things that you don't understand are God or rather like, hey, existence the universe itself, everything that is happening, you don't know and you don't have control over. And sometimes you're going to be met with a variety of different experiences and those experiences are going to, some are going to be more meaningful than others. And when they come to you, it's your job to unravel the meaning that they have. So now that I have this beautiful person, what is the meaning that I must surmise from her existence? To pursue her, to pursue my own individual sagehood and enlightenment by my own? Who really knows? Do I have an STD? Do I not? Was the eye doctor correct? Or are my medical records thus far correct? Who knows? But stay tuned to find out. This has been another episode of Depressed Ravings of an Insomniac. I hope you liked today's journey, and I'm so glad you could be a part of it. Please do remember to like, share, subscribe, and comment on videos to see whether or not Sartini will hook up with another transsexual on accident. That's today's question. Answer it down in the comments, and I will see you tomorrow. Bye. <laughs>